Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we back. My expert opinion, the greatest show in the world, 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 He's like, Make sure you get his face. He He's protesting. Right. That's like a protest. Right. Make sure you get his face. It's a silent protest. Going on. Going on in the chair over there. Yo, hit that like, hit that share. Let everybody know you in here. It don't cost you no paper unless you's a mother. Hater, 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 he got it. He got it. He got it. We here. Ah, Mac, how you doing, sir? What's up, man? Salute. Oh, I want to say, uh, no matter of fact, Sean Bigger, man of God. Salute to the guys. Salute to the guys. Chastity, hey. back in the chair. I am. Um, if you like Chastity in the chair, leave it in the comments. If you don't, leave it in the comments, <laughs> and you know we'll they figure like out. They like you in the chair. They, they like you in the they chair. Like they do. Okay. Yeah. The big glasses. You gotta do the big glasses every time. You gotta do the big glasses. The big shades? Yes, okay. yes. Chant. Everything's good, bro. How Happy to be sir? free and to be alive, my brother. Yes. And we are here with one of the guys who mentored me into the beginning of this show. Mm. Who um we partnered up for Killers yep. Battle League. Yep. Even though we had one event, it right. was dope. One of one. Yeah, one of one. It was a one of one. One of one. <laughs> one of one. <laughs> Everybody thought you was going to clip up each round. You remember I, that? I did. I did clip up each no, round. No, you didn't. No, I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, shit. I did. That's why I was so mad. <laughs> right. So fuck y'all. I'm trying to make this money back. <laughs> um, yeah, we got Vlad in the building, man. Man, it's been about what? How, uh, we were talking about outside. 2012? 2012, yeah. 2012, I came to sit down on the couch. And we talked about the Dose battle. Yeah. And then Dose reached out. Mm -hmm. We got him up there. Funny thing is, I said to Smack a while ago, I said, yo, if you want to hit a million views, let me rematch Dose. Uh. And he was like, nah, Sean, we're not doing that, Sean. We're not doing that. <laughs> And then I did that interview, and Dose went up there, and one day I got a call, 
Yeah, I want to do that battle, Shine. Let's make it happen, Shine. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Smack. But um, but yeah, that was that was some cool shit. Oh, I also say want to say shout out to Dame Dash. <laughs> I'm rocking the CEOs today, you know what I'm saying? Uh I don't know if I, if I, y'all messing with him? Let me know if you messing with him. Leave him in the comment. Uh. <laughs> They kind of look like Pumas, though. I'm just going to say kind of. They kind of look like Pumas. But but a little different. They're a little different. You know what I mean? It's the Fumas. <laughs> the Fumas. You know what I'm saying? Don't let them get too popular. <laughs> cease and desist. Fumas go ahead and cease and Nah, but nah, they lit, though. They lit. I like this this back piece right here. Got the CEO on it. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's How they right feel, here. though? Like They're, they're comfortable. comfortable. They're mad comfortable. Mad comfortable. It's not like, you know, like what's some other joints that look like Jordans? That they just with the lightning strike on the yeah. side? Yeah. Um well, what what's what is, what's the name of I don't know what the name of the, the brand is. Uh hold on. But they just got hit with a cease and desist, correct? Yep. Yes. yes. There's a lawsuit. Which I think they, they, look, they look like these. Yeah. They look like these. Mm-hmm. Except with the lightning strike on the side. And that's crazy. They wouldn't be the first pairs, many. Yeah, I mean, Bape did it for a while. There's a yeah. lot of that. How, how come they don't stop Shaq? You ever see those joints? <laughs> They're not trying to stop Shaq. Shaq is going hard in Walmart. Shaq got some power, though. It's yeah, he, he, he sold a lot of those, too. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he really sold and they're still a lot selling of yeah. in, in Walmart. Yeah. yeah, when you think about an up-and-coming, you know, clothing designing company or whatever, they're like peanuts on the fucking... On the board of clothing in the world of clothing, so it's like, oh nope, stop that. They're in Walmart though, like. But you know how many places Shaq owns? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> Shaq probably owns a large percentage of Walmart. I mean, do you call you call the Shaq thing? He's he's kind of like trying to make it for people who can't afford Jordan. Yeah. So he, not Jordan. He probably he probably got like a situation with Jordan. Or Jordan like that's all right, Shaq. I'm gonna let you rock out. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. My that's shit's why, still gonna be fine. That's why, <laughs> we, but that's why when we had oh, what, was Jay Alexander up here, and we were talking about the whole thing about them at one time having a high price Fubu line, uh-huh. and then they brought the, the prices down to make it affordable for everybody else. Ooh. But it's like once they did that, it kind of <clears throat> diminished them. Yeah, but you got somebody uh, like Shaq that can do it and get away with it. Stephon Marbury tried it. Remember, he had the Starberry sneakers. Yeah. They were like twenty to thirty bucks. He was giving right. them. He was giving them away and giving them away at one point, but. People, people don't they, value those. People don't value. Yeah. Oh, you got them cheap ass strawberries on. Like, that's, that's what people <laughs> right, probably right. saying, right? Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, right. Master P too. Yeah, the Master P sneakers, all that. Like, that shit is Birdman had lugs. The lugs. The lugs. The lugs. Yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, kind of Jack and Styles, how do you feel about the art of dialogue? Art of dialogue. I respect what they do. Uh-huh. Um. And I think they've gotten some good interviews and some good guests. Right. Uh, Art, I guess, is the guy who runs it. I don't right. know him personally, but I know some people that know him. Right. The only thing I've ever had a problem with was that the font that they use it makes ex- it look like a Vlad TV interview yeah. to the point where I've gotten angry phone calls from people. Be like, yo, why'd you do an interview asking this motherfucker rah, 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 right after I t- talked to you? And I'm like, that's, that's not my interview. Right. Like, go back to that interview. Do you see a Vlad TV logo? Uh, no, my bad. And and that's what would happen. It's like mm. it's like a, it just tricks people into thinking that it's really my shit. Right. That's the only part I don't like. So I wish that he would change his font, or we may just have to change our font at one point. Right. But it's like that's the only thing I don't like. But if you want to do similar interviews, times, that's fine. There have been a couple of times I've seen their interviews, and I'm like, 
So Vladimir, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. On a dialogue. Yeah, and I think he even starts off like, all right, here we go. Like, literally uses the same, <laughs> my little catchphrase that I start my interviews yeah. with, you right. know, that I've developed over 10 years. So it's like, that part is annoying, but, you, you know, I don't mind when people, you know, imitate or, or take what I do and do their own version of it. I mean, we all do. Like, if you want to do Tupac-related interviews, you want to chop up your shit, you want to, you know, however you want to do it, that's fine. I, I put it out in the world for people to emulate it and, you know, use it if it's successful. But, you know, I just don't like when people confuse it with my shit because it's not my shit. There right. should be a differentiation between the two. That's it should, the only part yeah, there should like. be something that separates yeah. it. Exactly. Like if you, if they did, if all of a sudden a drum set and this pops up, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> shit, you're gonna be like, yeah, Yo, okay, yeah, that's, this is going too only, far. That's the only thing I don't like, and maybe me and him will have a conversation. But then again, I can't. The font that I use is a public font, so I yeah. can't tell him to stop using using it. it. He could legally use it, you and, know I, what I'm and most likely that's probably a strategy to get people to watch it. Probably, first, probably. Right? And from what I understand, he's a big Vlad TV fan. From what I was told, right. I, don't, I don't know that person, but I know someone that knows him really well. Is like. The guy really like admires what you did and is trying to follow in your footsteps, and that's cool, you know what I mean. But just don't try to trick people yeah, into thinking can't that's wear the actually same my shoes. The likeness, yeah, You're following the, the footsteps. You can't, can't wear the same, same shoes. shoes. Yeah, you know. But but shout out, I think he's done some some strong interviews. He's got like Tupac's dad, and you know what I mean people yeah. that I haven't gotten myself. Yeah. And I watch some of his stuff myself, and and I don't ever want people to think that I'm hating because I'm not. Right. It's just that you know, if it's like you know my. Super expert opinion suddenly popped up. <laughs> my personal, you know, opinion. my personal, my, opinion. my personal opinion. It uses opinion. the same. It's in a barber shop. Popular opinion. Yeah, no, and that's then, actually you know, a show. Yeah, that's actually a show. popular opinion. Yeah. I think, yeah. and people think that it's you, and then you have issues around people thinking it's you. That's you know what I'm saying. That's where that's it becomes it a problem. Yeah. So with with somebody like that, Vlad, would you be that? You know, you know that he admires you, uh-huh. right? And he's done some strong interviews. Is are you? Would you ever consider like saying, "I, right, you know, come over here, I'll work with you"? Possibly, possibly, possibly. Mm. But I've I've always done that. Right, Charlemagne, um, Sean Cotton from Say Cheese, Academics, Adam Twenty Two, you. These are all people that, as they were coming up, I reached out to early and said, "Yo, I admire what you do. Come to my platform if you want me to do your platform. Let's talk. Let's." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like trade business contacts. If right. you ever need some advice, if I never ever need some advice, because I always felt like we would all do better working together and kind of praising each other's, you know, victories along right. the way. Right. As opposed to some media outlets go out and diss me like early on. So then once they get a certain <laughs> amount of, you know, following, they can't approach me anymore because yeah. it's like, well, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This well, is how you started. Yeah. You know what I mean? For no reason. Yeah. And and I'm not like that. You know, I want everyone to win and I want to be able to say, oh shit, you got so-and-so. Would you mind handing me that contact? Now the answer might not always be yes, but it'd be like, oh, possibly. And you know what I mean? Oh, you got this going on. Like, 
Oh, you know, you got Snapchat going. Who you? Okay, here's who who I work with. You know, go right. ahead and hook it up. Right. There's enough money to go around, and the internet is too big to to try to compete to think you're competing for the same eyeballs because there's enough eyeballs to right. go around for everybody. For everybody, right? So anytime your, your views dip, that's not a reason to hate on somebody else's platform. No, our, our mm -hmm. views are always going to dip, right. you know, and they're going to blow up when we're not expecting it either. Right. That's just the right. nature. I've been in it for 15 years now. That's now, the nature of it. As far as the dip, <laughs> does it ever make you nervous? Like, whoa, what's going on here? Because I noticed that, like, I, I don't know if it's the algorithm or if at certain times of the year, they're yeah. like... All right, we got these advertisers, and they don't appreciate this content, so let's suggest it less. Like, yeah, I, I think it. No matter how you slice it, and you know, you could try to rationalize it one way or another, but if you get a a really strong guest with a really strong story, and you pull off a really strong interview, the views will come. Mm. I don't mm. care what time of the year it is. I don't care what the climate is. I don't care who else is doing that person. Like, if I drop something big. It's going to be big, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Now you're always surprised. You don't know when things are going to go viral. But you know, look, if you, I know ahead of time. Okay, this is probably not going to react. But it's, you know, still content is still flowing out, and we still got to push it out, and we'll, right. you know, figure it out later. What What are the What are the episodes that you feel like? Uh, I know this isn't going to go too far, but I want to do this. Oh, there's been lots, man, especially this year. Uh, you know, I did Alan Dershowitz. He was uh, Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer, Mike Tyson's lawyer, O.J. Simpson's lawyer, Donald Trump's lawyer. But how do you... No, no, that, that's got to move, though. Well, it moved a little bit, but not exactly with my audience. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, an old 80-year-old Jewish guy, he was not exactly my target audience. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, <clears throat> but it's an important interview. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a historically important interview. This is one of the you know he's also a Harvard professor. Like you know, I mean, this is someone who's you know when we talk about the Israeli conflict, he's met with the leader of Israel and Palestine, had dinner with both of them at different times. You know that type of wow. shit. So his perspective is like way different. beyond yeah. what I could comprehend. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying yeah. he's really been in the room with these people, having conversations with these people. You know, I could ask I asked him how did Jeffrey Epstein really die, and he said. He doesn't think that he was murdered, but he thinks he probably paid off a guard to allow, allow him to hang himself. Because he wow. just, knowing him, he's like, he doesn't think that someone who's been private jets, private islands, girls everywhere could deal with a prison cell for the rest of his life. Right. So he probably paid off a guard, to look, look the, the other, other way, way, I'm going to go hang myself, and you could pocket this money. Wow. So yeah, all the time, mm -hmm. man. Uh, all the time. Aside from Epstein, are we, am I allowed to talk about your coming guests? Not that picture I showed you. Not, Not that, that picture. picture I Not showed? that picture, because that hasn't been announced yet. Ah, I got some. But this will probably come out after that. Eh, I don't know yet. Let's just keep it quiet. But but right. the person he's talking about is probably the most important person in the music industry globally. Globally. Y'all can figure it out. Which is crazy. Yeah. Am I right though in that, that assessment? Yeah, 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 it's a it's a fair assessment. Yeah. And and there, and the, uh, uh, I I can't add to it because then you're gonna be like, oh, what are you talking about? Ah, uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Other surprising guests for this year. <clears throat> the viral moments. What are the, what are your biggest viral moments? Like the the viral moments. I mean, Boosie always goes viral. 
Yeah. Lucy yeah. talking about taking his daughter's car back. <laughs> I need in on this whole Boosie arrangement, man, because yeah. he came over here and we did pretty damn good. Pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, well, we haven't put it out yet because um, we're waiting for the full interview to come out. But I have a whole, like, I actually flew down because, like, like me, me and Boosie kind of have different agreements, you right. know, every year. And th this year, our agreement was that every interview is going to be in person. Because, you know what I mean? With, since I'm behind the camera, some interviews are being done on FaceTime. And it just looks like we're in the same room. But I'm like, you know something? Like, this is such an important guest and we have such a good chemistry with each other. I said, every interview we do, we have to do it in person. So you either have to come to L.A. or I'll fly to Atlanta. Right. So last time I flew to Atlanta and I'd never been to his house before. You know what I'm saying? I was right. always invited, but I just never go to Atlanta. So I'm right. like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Atlanta. I'm like, yo, I want to do the full interview. And afterwards, I want to tour the estate. Mm. And he's like, yeah, no problem. So this mm. part isn't out yet, but it, it's announced in the interview. So everyone's always hitting me up about it. And, and the, the most interesting thing about his estate is like, like I, I own my house, right? And I've right. owned other properties throughout the years, but I have, you know, a house that, you know, I bought that I'm, I'm really proud of. But whenever I buy a house, I think, all right, I'm going to buy this house, but if I have to sell it, I want to make sure it's in a good neighborhood. I want to make sure it's not the most expensive house in the neighborhood because right. that's right. going to mess up the resale value. I want to make sure it's in an area where there's lots of jobs and businesses. And Because right. if I ever have to sell it, I want to be able to, to drop all the money in, in, that, I, you know, that I put in and get it back. With Boosie, it was so interesting to see because he bought 80 acres in you know, the outskirts of Atlanta. Right. And he built it up. He built he, up from nothing. He bought a yeah. lot of dirt and then he built this like, I think 27,000 square foot mansion. Right. He's got eight kids and a lot of family members. So it kind of makes sense. Right. And it's right. got, and he built it exactly how he just wants it himself. There's a bowling alley. There is like, I remember like his bedroom is like four king size beds put together with four king size Versace blankets stitched together, right? But wait, yeah. it gets better, right? And then, so the, okay, so you got the bedroom here, but to the left of the bed is like the master bathroom. And it's got like like one of these Tony, um, you know, um, Tony, Montana. Tony Montana kind of tubs yeah, in yeah, there, right? Yeah. And then there's like a see-through uh, fireplace, right? A glass fireplace. And he was like, yeah. So I got the bed right here. And the tub over here, but the fireplace is see-through, so I can have the girl on the bed, and I can jack off <laughs> in the tub <laughs> while the girl is on the bed. <laughs> and this is why he built it. Like, he's telling the architects that this is what he wants. Yo, Boosie is wild. He's man. got a whole hidden room, like a hidden porn room. Coming yeah. off the bedroom with like DVDs and old like Black Tail magazines oh, wow. and yeah, shit like that, that. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And then and then and then okay, so in the back there is like basketball court, football field, zip line, uh, motherfucking wishing well for one of his daughters, a mm. uh, whole kennel and everything else like that. And you're like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And then you find out the, the after he bought the property next door, he built three apartment buildings in the back of his property, mm -hmm. like three, uh, three story, like mm -hmm. three story apartments. Mm -hmm. Right. And a motherfucking drive-in movie theater, <laughs> another basketball court. A drive-in movie theater. Meaning that like there's a huge screen you know, and so you can pull up cars car and, watch, and movies, watch movies like a fucking drive-in. 
you know what I'm saying? And and the the streets are named after his kids and his dead homies. So he has like kind of like a town in a way. Yeah. And I say this. Mm. Wait, wait. uh, Quick question. Did you find out how much all this cost? No. No. That's that's his business. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the interesting thing about this is that, and this is why I started the story the way I did, he's not thinking about selling this property. Unlike myself that buys a property thinking, okay, I may get out of it at some point. Right. He is buying it with no plan B. Like I'm putting everything into it. I'm going to have it my whole life. I'm going to pass it down to my kids. I don't give a shit if anyone's interested in buying it because no one is probably going to buy something so unique. Right. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? This is really just for him. And he's putting, he pours all his money into this. Like there was construction workers in the back and, Everything else like that. And it was just so amazing to see someone who's just all in into their own dreams. And no one's co-signing it or, or telling him it's a good or a bad idea. This is just his vision. And he's going all in into it. And it was just impressive wow. to watch just on a human level. Because I've never seen it before. Wow. Mm. I, I had a dream that I had my own country. It's kind of what he has. My own country. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like dope. a town. And, I, and I, I don't think people give Boosie his props for that, man. Like, yeah, just the, the ownership aspect, yeah. him being a black man and having the ownership he has and then actually building something to help take care of his family like right. that. Yeah. And pass it down as <clears throat> generational wealth. Generational wealth. Well, because he went to prison. Because remember, he had the murder charges. Right. He went to prison and lost his house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You think you're rich until your income stops. You realize you don't own your music, yeah. you don't own your house, you don't own your cars. That income stops. Everything he could, you know, everything falls off. You come out broke. And he said, "Okay, this time I'll learn my lesson. Learn my I'm lesson. Gonna, first, I'm going to go buy the land outright. Then I'm going to buy the house and build it and own it outright. You know, you got property taxes and shit like that, but that's relatively small. And everything, you know, all his cars he buys outright. He doesn't lease anything. You know, nothing else like that. That's just his mentality." You know what I mean? And, you know, and when we were hanging out, I actually put him up on stock market. You know what I mean? I, I remember, like, um, little Bibi was someone who I kind of mentored early on in terms of stocks. Mm-hmm. And he's done, like, extremely well with it. So, like, you know, I got Boosie on the phone with Bibi. And Bibi literally told him how much he was making. Yeah, yeah, Boosie's yeah. like, oh, shit. Okay. Oh, say word, Vlad. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, cut these cameras off. We got to talk, sir. <laughs> I'm playing on Robin Hood. I'd be like, yeah. I've been man. pushing stock market shit, like, for years. For years, man. No, I but definitely you know, got to get on that. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Tesla's taking a hit right now. I've done well with Tesla. I bought. You I don't. bought at the at the very bottom this year. I actually sold all my Facebook stock and put it into Tesla, and it was a relatively mm. good move. Mm. But Tesla, you got to have like a strong stomach to deal with Tesla. Yeah, because that, that shit goes. Hey, yeah. hey, but, hey, but I have two Teslas at my house. I mean, I've I've owned four Teslas. Right. So. You know, whenever I buy a stock, I only buy a stock of a company that I use every day myself. Right. I, I never listen to stock tips. I don't care what's hot. I don't care what's trending unless I know about it myself. Right. Like I own Amazon, but I order from Amazon every day. Okay. I own Google. I use Google every day. I own Tesla. I use a Tesla every day. Okay. I have two Teslas at my house. You know, I mean, I have a Model X, which is the fastest car in America that like, you know, I mean, they're just so far ahead of the curve in terms of what I, you know, have experienced that it's like, yeah, of course I'm going to invest in this. You know, I feel confident investing in it because the thing is, is that when you get a tip, 
and the stock goes down, you don't know what to do because you don't really know what the fuck that company is about. People think it's gambling. It's not gambling. You're owning a piece of a company. Right. You're, you're, you're in business with that company. company. And if you don't have a good understanding of that company, you're, you just bought it because your homie told you because you read somewhere that this is the next big thing. Right. When it goes down, you don't know whether to buy or sell. Whereas with me, when shit goes down, it's like, I'm going to buy more. I'm going to buy yeah. more. I'm going to buy more. It eventually back goes up. back up. I've done that, but it's it's the selling part that I haven't. The, the selling the selling part. And this is this is from a book. Uh, this guy named Fisher, uh, who was managing like billions of dollars. The selling part is this: when you buy a stock, your goal should be never to sell. Never. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. I have Google stock from 2010 that I've never sold. Mm. Because if the, if the company's doing well, why would you sell? Some people say, oh, you know, you want to take your wins. It's not gambling. If the mm. company's doing well, you should be buying more. Right. The only time I sell is when I no longer believe in the company. And then I'll just sell it all. Who, what company is that, man? I've done it with Facebook. Mm. Um, you know, during the pandemic, I had a bunch of Nike and Nike started to plummet and I, I just wasn't totally sure because suddenly no one's outside anymore. Everyone's indoors. Or, yeah, I got rid of my you know. Nike shit during the yeah, pandemic. Yeah, but Nike ended up going back up. So, I mean, you know, you, you don't you don't know. But my thing is I have to have a strategy going into it. If I don't have a strategy, I'm just going to be all over the place. Mm. So, but but when you, when you say you... You constantly continue to pour in investments into yes. the company because you believe in them and they're doing yes. well. What is the point of that? You're building wealth. You're building wealth. Yes. So do you get perks from the actual no. company itself? None. No, I mean, well, because well, certain certain companies, certain older companies have dividends. Right. right? Like AT&T has dividends. Walmart has dividends. What that means is this. So my expert opinion, let's just say you guys are a public company. Right. Right. If the company is doing well, <clears throat> at the end of the year, you have profit. Now, you could either take that profit and give it to the shareholders and say, okay, everyone here is a shareholder, in my expert opinion. We made a million dollars in profit. Everyone gets a share of that million. Right. Or you could say, I'm going to take that million and not give it to y'all, but I'm going to put it back into the company and reinvest it because we think that million would be better spent back into the company okay. as opposed to paying out. You know, right. we think that million will turn into three million if we put it back into the company. Right. And newer companies like um, Google, like Amazon, like Tesla, they don't give dividends. They reinvest back in the company. Tesla mm -hmm. will. That's how they buy more plants. You know, the big gigafactory in Texas and stuff like that. That's from reinvesting their profits. Right. So, you know, Apple has dividends. So if you own an older company like an Apple or a Walmart or an AT&T, every quarter you will get a dividend. Mm -hmm. You could either take that dividend in cash or you could reinvest it and buy more stock with it. But with the companies I invest in, there are no dividends. Mm -hmm. So the whole point is that you you want to grow it and you know you want to you want to actually in. right. And and yeah. the other thing which I found out when I bought a house, which was very interesting to me, was you could actually get take loans on your stock portfolio yeah. without mm -hmm. actually selling your stock. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So so let's just say you have a hundred thousand in stock. Your brokerage, depending on who it is, you know, and a lot of brokerages do this, might give you a $50,000 loan against your portfolio without having to sell your stock. And then 
you basically pay it back when you want to pay it back. You know what I mean? It'll start to accrue interest, but the loan you get will be way better than a regular house loan right. with a bank right. because you have something that's secured right there. Like You already have the money that they're lending you in that stock portfolio in that same brokerage yeah, account. Just in case. And, if, and if the stock starts to drop, it might make you start to sell your stock for cash. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the only potential downside. Yeah. But this is really how rich people do yeah. their shit. I started to find out. No one really goes to the bank and buys homes using mortgages. People are leveraging assets they already have yeah. to yeah. have interest rates that are like Lower. unbelievably low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because like it's a borrowing against real... your life insurance plan. Yeah, that type Stuff of shit. like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Oh, it's a good game right there. Mm. Like that. Message! What's your opinion about the whole Trump indictment? Well, I interviewed Alan Dershowitz, who was Trump's lawyer during his Senate impeachment. Right. Right, who wrote a book about the shit. And um, he, he broke it down for me. So, this is what he said. He, he said that... The RICO case is interesting. You know, he said that's the most, the most dangerous case, was, was the RICO case in Georgia. And it comes down to a very kind of interesting point, and, and, and it's this. Now, you're allowed, if you're running for office, you're allowed to say, I think the results are fraudulent. I, I think I won. I want to I see that, it was, that there was no cheating, and I feel that maybe someone did me yeah, dirty that's your and right. so forth. That, that's your right as, as a politician Al, Al Gore on, on any level. Because yeah. remember, Al Gore. Yeah, right? He, he actually that. worked with Al Gore to try to figure out, it came down to like 600 votes. Yeah. George Bush became president over Al Gore, over 600 votes, votes. in Florida. Right. Where it's crazy. Bush's brother happened to be governor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Which is one wild. of those yeah. things, right? Mm-hmm. And they it went up to the Supreme Court and they ultimately lost and he didn't become president. So it's you can look for votes and everything else like that. But the interesting thing about it, and this is this is where Trump is so slick. As long as Trump doesn't say, I know I lost and I I was trying to, you know, change the election using fraudulent means. It's going to be a little bit hard to say that it's a RICO. And it, no, if you look at all the Trump interviews, he never actually said that he lost the election. He, he's, he's still sticking to the I won and I was robbed, stop the steal, and so forth. Yeah. And if he sticks to that, it might be a little hard to try to say that it was a RICO and it was a criminal conspiracy. If you could prove that he, in his fucking mind, and knows that he lost. Well, in his mind, he thinks that he's delusional. You know, right. no one believes him. But right. if he, if he could prove that he really, in his mind, thinks that he won, it's going to be a little hard to try to convict him. So, so re- realistically, like, I mean, when I heard this shit, it was like a joke. We don't expect Trump to do any time off of this. We shit. may. The How? RICO charge has a minimum of five years. Right. You get indicted on that. You get convicted of that RICO, five-year minimum. But if No this, way around that. If this whole thing is based on whether he thinks he won or lost, how do you lose that? How do you lose that? No, there's no evidence. That there's, no there's no evidence, evidence of him saying, saying, criminal I know conspiracy. I lost. Right. That's all you need, right? It's for him to say, I know I lost. Yeah. And then he could go I to jail. I know I lost, and I was trying to basically overthrow the government and try to put myself as president. They won't get anything. <laughs> But we know that he's not going to see that. 
Well, we don't know if he has said it. If he that. has said it. Yeah. Right. There's emails, there's text messages, there's all these people mm. around him that they could go through. And if he yeah, listen, insinuated man. something Trump, along Trump is line, a, If he made all them sneaky link texts disappear, son, right. like, like, you think you're going to catch him on this? He's the, he's the Tory Lanez of politics, man. He's going to sit there and say, I didn't do it. I'm an innocent man. That's what it is. It's being railroaded. But I like Tory Lanez. I don't think he's gonna go to jail, bro. Like I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. He's going. To, he's in jail right now. Yeah, but I'm saying like, will, state, will they make federal. it stick? He's going to the state. Will they make it stick though? That's the question. It, I mean, it's already stuck unless an appeal goes through. It's mm. a wrap. Unless and people just think, well, I'm just gonna appeal and I'm gonna get, get my appeal. In order to appeal, it has to go to the Supreme Court of that state. Mm. And they have and to, between depending on the state, it's between three and five judges right. have to rule a majority. That the judge below them made a grievous error that would have made the trial, trial go totally different. opposite. Right. And you know, this trial was so, you know, every day was covered by the media. The judge was extremely careful. In order to find a major flaw in, in something like that, is gonna be a tough, it's gonna be a tough call. I think. But you know, listen, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not involved in the case. I don't know Tory. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we did interview Megan Cuniff, who was there, the reporter that was there every single day. Right. And got to actually say what really happened. I mean, it was chaos in the courtroom when he was found guilty. You know, I mean, the dad got up and started screaming. And it was Rock was Nation. Like, Fuck Rock Nation. <laughs> Fuck Jay-Z. And like. That's why. All right. My whole thing is, I think once everyone heard that jail phone call, it's like, yeah. all, right, all right. Yeah. All right. Like. Your whole defense was that Kelsey shot her. So you're on the phone with the shooter apologizing? Makes no sense. No, I, you're I'm on not the phone lie. with the shooter apologizing to her. And I'd be like, bitch, why'd you shoot her? The fuck wrong with you? <laughs> we just arguing. Why the fuck you shoot her? But you're, you're, you're going to blame me for this shit. You're calling from the jail phone. Yeah. Knowing that they record you're from that shit. The, right. You're on the jail phone. Would you consider Tory Lanez a gangster? No. Would you consider him a street guy that's been through this and knows how to move I, in situations? I, I personally, like this? I don't know his. I don't know the I don't, depths of his background. Based on his say. behavior in situations like this, does this seem like someone who's who, who would know better? Who would know better than to, than to say this shit on a on a jail? Phone? Absolutely, because he had people around him who were ex-convicts. So if you if this know. is someone who knows that they're facing serious time over shooting a woman who's going to get on the stand, you do a whole album dissing her. Saying she never got shot. There's a song saying like, "How'd you get shot in the foot if no cartilage or bones?" That, that, that was a bar in this fucking song. Yeah, that's, that shit is nuts. You know? Yeah, I had to apologize to Megan. Cause of that shit, man. Because yeah. you know, based on everything that we were getting, and you know, I guess my own personal traumas played a role in it. You know, I just didn't want to believe it. It was a battle of the sexes. That's, I think that yeah. that's what it came down to. Battle the men sided with Tory and the women sided with Megan. Mm -hmm. Yes, there was some cross-pollinization here and there, but in general, it turned to a male versus female thing, which I thought was pathetic. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, she didn't shoot herself. Right. Up until the trial, no one was saying that Kelsey shot her. And now, so he never took the stand you and know said, here's what happened. So. Mm -hmm. Who shot her? What made it sticky was the story of what was going on before the actual shooting. Right, right. Him fucking... having some sort of involvement with both of them and then trying to slide Kelsey. What was, what was the Kelsey? Kylie Jenner. Kylie, Kylie, Kylie yeah, Jenner. Right. 
trying to slide her in the same night. Like, and then they're driving back. Like I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds like that sounds like one of those those, you know what I mean? One of those nights. Yeah. When you're driving in the car, like, yep. you trying to holler at I saw you niggas. You know what I mean? Like yep. that type of shit going on. So, you know. Hey man, not everyone's a player. Not everyone can pull off having multiple women knowing about each other and being cool with it. It takes a certain type of man to pull that off. <laughs> and there's very few men that can pull that off. Now, it's possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I've had women in my life that are cool with other women, and there's threesomes and other yeah. girls yeah. and whatever, and there's no issues, and mm -hmm. the girls are making out with each other and everything else like that. Mm -hmm. Clearly, that wasn't the case that night. That was not you know, the case. There was actual feelings involved, probably some level of, oh, I thought we were actually seeing each other and oh this is my best friend and you're doing this behind her back and you know mm -hmm. grimy and there's drinking there's alcohol and then someone pulls out a pistol and it all goes to hell mm. take that pistol out what, what it's do not you even have? a story yeah mm. that's the result mm -hmm. prison 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 mm. you know it's gonna be tough on him when you get out too well, he's going to state prison, which is fucked up. In yeah. California, especially, which is fucking gang central. Even PC so, is going to be tough. Even one. PC is, is tough. Yeah. And I talked and then to a he's lawyer. Deported after. Well, I talked to a lawyer who works out of that, you know, out of that courtroom a lot and knows the judge personally, knows the DA. He said that he's going to do about 60, 66%. So he's going to do about six years. So he'll get out in 2029. And he'll get deported as soon as that happens. That's mm -hmm. not so bad. It's not so bad. Can he work in the States again afterwards? Or do they revoke no, his? No, no. It's, it's a wrap. Remember, Shine was never able to come back to the States. I mean, he could have, I mean, as, as a politician. Yeah. Right. But that was, so, you know, he's high up in the Belize government. That was more mm -hmm. of a, you know, diplomatic, I think, arrangement. But right. a regular, as a rapper, he couldn't come back to, remember, to the U.S. at all. He was in Israel for yeah, a while. Yeah, he went yeah. to Belize for a while. But you never really saw him back in no, America. Yeah, I'm no, once you, get to, once you get deported, it's... It's a wrap. So, I don't know. I didn't know if that was that would be the case across the board for everyone. I, I figured because so. I figured because Shine and the kind of trial, same kind of situation, right? Was it so, attempted murder for her too? What was the shooting? The Shine yeah, situation. A woman got shot in the face. Attempted murder was was Shine's joint. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. no I think it was a soul. It was a soul. His was only a soul. He 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 pled to assault. Yeah, yeah, first. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but what yeah. were they charging him with? Initially, yeah, he was charged. Yeah, but it doesn't matter who you're charged with. The plea deals won't matter. The plea won't matter. Okay, you get charged with all types of wild shit. No, I was not, but my hope, my thought was maybe because of what he was charged with, the penalty would be different after you serve your time. I didn't know if if you're you're not if you're in this country and they can deport you. I didn't know if that means you can't work in the states ever again. Yeah, I think it's right. Everything I've heard. Trinidadian homeboys that got locked up and never came back. Yeah, you got no, no You know how many Brooklyn niggas is in Toronto right now, son? That shit crazy. Scarborough? Yo, shout to Scarborough. Jamaica? Like, facts. I'm over here. No. No, you don't. No, I don't. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you. Cool? Like, <laughs> no. No, I don't have any Trinidadian homeboys who shot up the place and got them well, and then couldn't work in it. No, no. Deportees? Deportees. Jamaicans? Or yeah. The deportees but like Toronto's full of yeah. Right. yeah. New York yeah. is the worst though. New York won't even tell you. I've been locked up with cats where they like, yeah, I'm going home on Monday. 
I'm like, all right, yo, good luck and everything. Yeah, all right. yeah yo, you know, they, the, um, what do you call it, immigration? They, they didn't come Texas. by, and as soon as they walk out, send them to oh, Texas. Oh, excuse me, sir. Come right over here. here. You're going to Texas, and then, <laughs> and then you're going you get to your country. Flight. That's rough. Yeah. yeah. Shit is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm told Someone's to got one of my mans out of there like that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't fuck around if you're an immigrant, man. You know? I remember I interviewed Michael Blackson. He just literally, like, I think like a, a year ago, he became a, a full citizen after like 30 years in this country. Wow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Not that he was out doing crimes or nothing, but I'm he saying, like, he, he had he married. fucked up. No, 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 no. He actually, he wasn't married. He was married at one point, but he didn't use that to get his uh, immigration oh. status. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. He wanted, because if you get married to try to get citizenship, that could... You can get, a, you know, like if they divorce you or if they say, oh, the whole thing was fake, that could fuck your shit up permanently. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, went through and properly did it with his new fiance and everything else like that. But he's not married. And yeah, I mean, now he can't get deported anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'm not a citizen. You know, I was a citizen. Uh, I became a citizen. I moved here when I was five. So my family became citizens, I think, maybe when I was about seven or eight or something like that. I just went along with it. Wow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I got a passport. I can't get deported. Oh. Well, I was yeah. born here. But that? I was born here. Yeah. But I went back you know to back. to my family's island. Yeah. And I lived there for a little while. But you're you a citizen because you were born yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm good. There you go. Yeah, me too. You too? Yeah, same here. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm a Not that anyone cares. Well, what, yeah. what are you? <laughs> you're, hold on. Your, your, your family's West Indian? No. Mine, mine neither. Where are right. they from? Queens and Brooklyn. Oh. That's, I, I just said we were born here. I don't know how this even came. I was confused too. I thought y'all was saying like, "Your peoples are from overseas." Said I was born here. I said, "Me too." She said, "Me too." Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm Said, "Where your people from?" I'm a king of a slave master, so I understand. That just happened. I mean, it's it's real. Okay, all right. Take a break for a second. How do you decide? on what stories to run and what not to, based on the relationships that you have in the industry. Like, um, we were just having a, a conversation about um, whether to talk about uh, top 10 top hip-hop, 10 hip-hop albums. Yeah. And it led to the argument that why isn't Get Richard Die Trying in there, which is arguably top three hip-hop albums ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that led over into the Ja Rule conversation and whether we we need to get in, <laughs> get in 50 cents good graces uh, right. or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, how do you decide, like, have you ever done an interview where someone says something and you're like, ah, there, there goes that relationship? I mean, yeah, all the time. All the time you're going to interview somebody and they're going to talk about someone else. And you know that person's probably not going to like it. They probably won't fuck with you, but it is what it is. I, I think a lot of people feel like, see, there's a difference. Like, for example, I don't really, realistically think there's going to be a Kanye interview in my future. Now, I have had Kanye, inter- well, I have interviewed Kanye, like, mm-hmm. early, early on before Vlad TV, you know, right. there's that. But I'm saying, like, and there was a scheduled interview sort of during this whole Hitler rant part, but there was, but I never think like if I have a guest and they talk bad about Kanye, I'll never get a Kanye interview. So let me just keep them off the radar just in case something like that might happen. Right. I, I don't really give a fuck. 
You know what I mean? Right. I'm not expecting it to happen. You know, and, and I've had lots of interviews. Like I remember when I interviewed Sai High the Prince, mm-hmm. and it was like every other clip we put out, I would get the phone call. Kanye's mad at this title and, you know, me talking about his presidency. Can you please just take it out? And he screamed at me and he's never screamed at me before. But after doing this interview with you, he's screaming at me. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. We haven't done any more Sahai interviews after Over that. Over the Sahai yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. But, I, but so, so I, I expect whoever that person talks about, whoever I talk about, it will get on that person's radar. It's a big enough platform that things spread and I get it. Right. But at the end of the day... Um, do I have a close relationship with that person? Like, you can't come on my platform and talk about Boosie. And you can't interview Boosie and talk bad about Vlad. You know what I'm saying? Bad, right. bad about Boosie. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? That relationship. Boosie's done a lot of interviews and my name's come up, sometimes framed in negative light. And he'd be like, no, that's my man. I fuck with him. He's never done me dirty. I've never done him dirty. We've been rocking together for 20 years. You know, he hustles, I hustle. We respect each other. That's it. Right. You know? You know what I'm saying? When he was on Drink Champs, you know, like Nori brought him up. And this was back when me and Nori weren't always on the best of terms. And Bruce was like, no, that's my man. People want me not to like him. Fuck all that. Like, you know, I think for myself, you know. Um, so there's that. But if I don't know you and we don't really have a relationship and there's nothing really on the horizon or whatever else. Yo, if it's in the news, it's in the news. If, yeah. if, if you have a problem with it, you can come on my platform and discuss it. And you can address the problems with it if that's if, if you have a problem with what I said or what that person now that person that's your problem with that person. But if you want to address and talk about what I said or what that person said on my platform that I allowed to come out, most times I will allow that. See, see, I have no problems with that. Yeah, we did an interview with Reek the villain. Okay, talking about Buster, right? Yeah, talking about Buster. Now, apparently, at the time. This was not a favorable thing for his homeboy, right? So his homeboy is Buster. Buster, Buster Rhymes. Okay. Now, Buster, me and Buster, cool. We've seen. We, matter of fact, me, you, and Buster, we've had drinks together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wonderful night. Um, I had no idea Reek was gonna take that direction. Actually, he came here with all his Michaels, and I didn't even realize. Like, it didn't even hit me in the head. Like, oh yeah, he used to be signed to Buster. Yeah. We were just having a conversation. I met him with Buster. Yeah. Right. And it started started to come out. But I have a certain loyalty to the people who walk through that door. And it's like, okay, all right, if you're telling your story, whether you know people like it or not, you came to my platform, you told your story. I'm gonna it is my job to make sure that get out gets out there as long as it doesn't harm anyone or cause yeah. any huge issues where it's gonna be motherfuckers murdering in the streets and shit yeah. like that. Well, you, you've called me before and said, what do you do in these types of situations? Yeah, Remember, like, it, it, I don't know tough. if it was that situation or something similar, but you're like, and that's like, my response was like, fuck it. Like, you got to do your job. And, right. and a lot of people, it's like, if they don't support your platform and they don't have a strong relationship with you, they just expect you to put them on a pedestal because of who they are. It's like, right. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that about? So, like, now, for me, I've been yeah. a fan of Buster Rhymes yeah. for decades. Mm-hmm. Decades. Yeah, we all have. And it, and it hurts me that because of that, he won't do this show. I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the case. You're his man. You're in the yeah. studio with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been on this platform. Yeah, he's, he's on tour. He, I'm taking pictures with him. Oh, all right, all right. Right now, okay. This was what two years ago? Two years ago. And I've asked you repeatedly. Listen, 
repeatedly. I've asked him. I've, he knows mm-hmm. where I'm at. He right. knows he, he he knows the door is open. Mm-hmm. When he shows up, he's- Buster is also not an interview guy. Let's, let's let's just put that out there. The last interview I did with Buster, we had to do fucking brain surgery on the interview second by second. Take this part out. Take this part. Oh, no, I don't know if this is going to come off okay. What about this? What about that? I remember the big argument with him was it was this moment in time, right, mm-hmm. where I said, yo, you've done a ton of features. Because remember, Buster was like the feature king, king yeah. at, at a certain time. He was right. on everything. Lil right. Wayne, everything. Blah, blah, blah. He killed the features, right? Chris Brown. Been on yeah. Everything. But this, this goes back to like Tribe Called Quest and you know all types of shit, yes. right? I said, yo, you've been on tons of features. Do you ever think anyone's ever gotten you on a song that you've done a feature on? And he said, I don't know. Do you think anyone's ever got me on a song that I've done a feature on? <laughs> I said, yeah. Flavor in the Ear remix. And the whole room goes, oh! Because oh, Biggie's on that song. Yeah. He said, okay, okay. That's a good one. But you know, during that time, the hottest rapper always goes last. Mm. Okay, like, right, that's a that's a point. Mm. That's a point. Mm. But I still think Biggie got him on that song. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a fair one, get him on the fast ways. ways. Keep, Keep ass quick. Ransom, ransom knows. Far from handsome, damn yeah. nigga. So people still talk. say, good, don't bro, be mad. Bro. UPS is hiring. <laughs> people still <laughs> say, say that. Thanks. Thanks. But Buster's yeah. verse was classic. It was cool. Yeah, it was, it was classic, cool. Classic. But I don't think it was at the Biggie level. I don't think it was a big objective. You was mad, so I I don't expect a totally honest answer. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. Let's, let's, let's. I'm just saying. I don't don't expect an honest answer. Let's clear a couple things off the table. Number one, the reason why me and him are cool is because I don't lie to him about anything ever. Mm -hmm. I'll tell him when somebody edged him out. I'll tell him when he got the edge on somebody. We have those kind of conversations. Yes. We have those. Who edged them out that's that's between me and him. Okay. That's between me and him. That's, that's, a, work, that's a work conversation. <laughs> Number two, I don't speak for him. So whatever he decides to do, doesn't decide to do, he's his own man. Me and him have conversations about music, and we talk about a bunch of other shit because he's my brother at this point. Mm. But I don't speak for him. I believe you do speak for him. I do not speak for him. Because during that whole complicated time. At all. I told you what whole, I thought. Back, during I, that whole complicated time, I didn't speak to Buster one time. You I, were showing up to my crib like it was DEFCON 4. I told so I think you, you because, I, because I told you what I thought would be a better mm. idea. No, you I told me what he requested. No, I, I told you what I thought he would want to do. Mm, you told me I what told he you requested, what I thought Mac. he would want to do. All right. You, you don't lie to Buster, but you're going to lie to everybody. I told you what I thought <laughs> right, he cool. would want to do. Okay. What you decided to do, I also relayed back to him. But I hate being the go-between between two grown-ass men because I don't want to have to speak to neither so one of So why were you the go-between? Why didn't I get to just have that conversation with him? You should, if, if he wanted to have it, he'd have had it. He didn't want to have it. Mm. If he didn't want to talk about it, he didn't want to talk. If he decided to move on and mm. you know, whatever happens, I'm moving on, that's what he decided to do. If not, mm. then, he'll, then he'll revisit that when he wants to. One way or the other, I don't speak for other men. Unless I, I can relay a message, but I don't speak for nobody. I don't tell nobody what I, what their opinion should be. I, I don't do that with you. I don't do that with him. I don't do that with her. Whatever y'all feel, y'all feel. You ask me what I think, I'll tell you what I think. Nine times out of ten, it's probably not relevant. 
I don't really care what other people think, so I don't I tend not to ask those questions from other people. I, Do you think that Buster had the best verse on Flavor in the Ear remix? Yo, yo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, his, Damn, sorry. Let me rephrase that. Do you think that Buster had a better verse than Biggie? Than Biggie. Yeah. On Flavor in the Ear remix. Fuck, the fuck everyone else on that song, because those are the two, those are the two main ones. <laughs> Don't be mad, UPS is hot. Yo, the, the fact that you're taking so long just says <laughs> no. I don't. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> Sorry, that's Christopher not, Wallace. That's not what it definitely says. took that that's, one. That's not well, as you sure. here with a biggie. For sure. sure. On your, no, that's on your chest. Mike. Oh, that's Killer Mike. Mike. My bad. Wow. Sorry, way no, sorry. to go. I fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way to go. Yo. Mike, I'm Love sorry. Love you, Killer Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of look like a young Biggie in that picture. That does. That you does. do kind of look like a young The way he was sitting. Am I right? It was crinkled up a little bit. It was crinkled up a little bit. My bad, Mike. You know what it is. I fuck with you. We talk. Album of the year. Album of the year. Album of the year. Wait, so who do you think has the wackiest verse on No, no, no. No, 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 no. Let's stick with the first one. Let's stick with the first one. LL Cool J's verse wasn't that hot to me. I'm just going to put that out there. That's what I think, too. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. Although the girl in the video kind of made up for it. I still need to know what he, she. I still you know need to know what he, she. Is he, she? Uh, blow tissue. Yeah. Is that a pause? <laughs> Why is that a question? I mean, she, you know what's crazy? He, I was she, confused for years. Blow tissues. I'm like, is that how you just leave it alone. I think that was how you leave it alone. I got love for L. That was how you You see what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be like, oh, fucking love coming on this It was a scene. You're going to the worst possible place. Because I've seen it, bro. We've been doing this for how many years, bro? All right, yo. Answer the question. the most pettiest shit ever. Answer the question. I never imagined that so many hip hop legends could be so petty. I agree with that. That shit drives me nuts. I don't like, know why you 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 can be that petty. No, I'm not that petty. I think you can be that petty. Who, who am I petty to? I think you're 100. <laughs> call, pull my card, man. Pull my card, baby. I think you can. I bet you it's an ace. I think you it's can. I think you can. It was re, it was re, it was with, with, with reason though. Everybody has reason. Everybody has. Petty. See that's and that's the problem. Uh -huh. But what's my nobody? Petty. Nobody is the villain in their own. Then nobody is the villain in their own story. You want to? So no, you want best I'm, verse? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not off. 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 I'm really having a hard time deciding between those two verses. Really? Yes, because they're they're both very different. One has a lot of energy. One is very technical. One has a lot of one has a lot of like sounds to it and feel to it, and the other one, one has, has lines, like lines to it. Bars. So it's, it's hard. It's hard for me to like. There's a criteria to it. They're both equally memorable. Buster's right that the hot guy did go last, or he they call it the anchor. He anchored tons of songs <clears throat> yeah. because everybody knew what he was going to do. Not mad at that. It was the energy at the end of it. So it 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 is it's 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 and I'm biased. Well, see, see, for me, and it's I'm biased. For me, so it's, it's kinda... easy. For me, it's an easy decision because I felt like after that, I like Buster style more because that's mm -hmm. he became more clear in his mm -hmm. rapping. He did more of the stop doing less of the rah, rah, you know, the mm -hmm. growling dragon type shit. Right. It got more like yeah, the cadence. Yeah, more. Yeah, more. You could say more yeah. lyrical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As opposed, yeah. as opposed to more stylistic. Right. He became a little less stylistic, a little more lyrical. His songs I felt got better. That's when the put your hands where my eyes could see. That's, that's where so I felt when he was at his. That. 
Was that? Puff is the one. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So to me, it's an easy decision because I wasn't a big fan of that style. Yeah. Which is what I felt was the final song of that style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, yeah, Biggie got it. Listen, listen, Buster has, he's, I don't know, there's a joint, one of my favorite Nori joints ever. Nori and Buster, The Assignment. Wow. Mm. I think that's on Melvin Flint, The Hustler. No, it's not. It's on Niggas Uh, on the uh, Run uh, Eating. And all. all, Yes, yes, yes. yes, Um, And Buster's verse, to this day, you play that shit. I'm going to wild the fuck. I'm going to bring something in the shop. <laughs> it's, it's a guarantee. Something's going to get kicked over. I'm going to throw some shit across the room. Right, right, let's do it. Let's put the Throw it on. Let's throw it on. Let's get ready. Shit costs too much money. You bug it. And I do think that that is the one situation where I could say, well, I feel like somebody had a better verse than Buster. I felt like there's been even occasions where Buster cheated. What? He did a song called Why We Die with oh. Jay-Z and DMX. Oh, for Anarchy. And Jay-Z yeah. and DMX came on with this conscious approach of Why We Die and then Buster just went crazy. Like, yeah, you must be yeah. cool, cool, acting like I knew you never see you too. He can do your football sweater. I'm like, why is he killing niggas on it? Why is he killing niggas? He's cheating. He's cheating. Niggas went conscious. He came on body and shit. Like, he cheated. But that one verse, I gotta say, like, I feel I'm like. I'm not gonna lie, I think he did that on Calm Down too. Oh, uh, with him and Eminem? Yeah. I was locked up, and Ooh. when we bought the records, everybody was in there like, yo, Buster left M on that, bro. M went in. M, yeah. But everybody was like, nah, Buster, Buster See, this, went this crazy is, This that. is when you start having those, this is when the conversation starts get, getting murky. And when I talk to other journalists, this is why one of the main things we do is start establishing the criteria. Because everything gets subjective after that. What kind of style you prefer. What kind of lyrics you prefer? Is it subject matter? If was it was it bars over yeah. topics? Like all I'm, that listen. shit starts getting real subjective. Which one do you prefer more? Redman is one of my favorite MCs. Yeah, ever. Mine too. Right. Mine too. Like period, hands down. Right. Top five, whatever. <clears throat> Putting him next to somebody who rhymes like as technically proficient as a most deaf. You see, as 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 sharp as most death is, red with his animation. That's but that's my favorite shit. I, so when you yeah. ask me who's the best, I shy away from that question and I say who's my favorite, which is two totally separate things. Because red may not be somebody's best MC, but he's definitely my favorite. Right. 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 On a technical level, we start talking the things that make you the greatest MC. Mm-hmm. Accolades. Red doesn't have accolades like that. But he bodies niggas on track. He's my favorite MC. Right. But but I gotta Wait, say, so Redman is your favorite many... MC, period, of all time? Yeah, yes. Yes. Mm. No, nah, top, top three. Tim Nas, my favorites. No, I mean, I interviewed Redman, and I, I remember I told him flat out, I said that he had the greatest three album run of anyone I knew. I've heard that argument too. Like his first three albums are perfect. I've heard that. No I've heard that too. Brilliant, innovative, creative, lyrical, 
everything. And he, he beats Ron Point. The beats the, whole, the, whole, the whole, trilogy of Superman Lover. Superman Lover. Yeah. Like, like, you know, oh, the, 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 the shit. The thematic you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the whole theme <laughs> that carries across. Who else had a, who else had a great Crazy. three album run? Because we, we were in that conversation with Jay Z, Kendrick. Kendrick. Kendrick was in the conversation. Yeah. M. Eminem. Eminem. M. M. Yeah. EPMD. DMX. DMX. EPMD. EPMD. Yeah. Kanye. Wait, hold on. Kanye. EPMD. The third, yeah. the third album? Yeah. The first album, the second album, the third album? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Business. I, I, mean, business I, I, I gotta go back and yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, I, gotta, I gotta go back yeah. and listen. Red, again, now, and I, I'm a fan of EPMD also. Again, Redman was on the list. Yeah, Redman was mm -hmm. on the list, yeah. Uh... I feel like Ghostface. Oh, LL's first three albums. Hmm. First three. Yeah. Outcast, Radio, all that Outcast, shit. Outcast, yeah. Outcast was on the list. Yeah. Ludacris too. I ain't gonna front. Ludacris. Luda had a, his first crazy. three was yeah. But Kendrick Go Ghost was kind of spaced out, but yeah, Iron Man, Supreme Client. You lined up Ghostface. Yeah. Three solo albums. Yeah, he's a problem. Crazy. But Supreme Clientele was just different. Bruh, top notch. Yeah, that shit was different. Different. And it came out at a time when it was so, like that year 2000, it was so it was many classic so albums that came out. Classic. We Are The Streets, S. Doc Carter, um, Volume 3, um, uh, Mary J. Blige, Red Man, Doc's The Name, uh, Method Man, Takao 2000, uh, Judgment Day, uh, DMX. Like it, the yeah, list goes on and on. You know something, we're talking about Red Man and I mean, Pun. Pun came out. Oh, Pun came out. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, baby came out that year. I, I, I was talking to Russell Simmons the other day, and he was he he had mentioned that Red Man saved Def Jam. What? Wow, that's big. During the darkest time of Def Jam, they just couldn't get anything that was really reacting. Red Man with Doc's the name. Uh, I forgot which album it was, but he literally said, "Red Man saved Def Jam." Saved Def Jam. Mm. Wow. One of my favorite. One of my wow. favorite MCs. Yeah, wow. but again, the conversation start when you start talking about who's better. Who okay? Yeah. What metric of when when Kwali was here, we had a whole big conversation about what metric are we judging by? Because Kwali is a hip hop head. He he knows the technical. Okay, he's better by what metric? And you have to be able to explain the metric lyrically. His metaphors, his similes, his punchlines. This 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 this. His flows, his cadence. Ah 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 ah. But you have to be able to run all that shit and put it all on paper. And then it just becomes a matter of who, what do you prefer? Yeah. yeah. If you like crime, if you like street rap, you like a lot of street raps. Yeah, I'm with the biggie. Uh, Red Man you. may not Absolutely. be the guy for you. Red <laughs> Man's not talking a lot of street. You see what I'm saying? But if yeah. you like street rap and Cool G Rap walks in the door, okay, well, now the conversation that yeah, is nah, different, different in here. Yeah, yeah but, but certain, certain projects transcend. Facts. Like we were talking about this earlier off camera, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill transcends hip hop, pop, R and B album of the time. year right. at the mm -hmm. Grammys. Right. And I went back and listened to that album like a couple weeks ago, and it's like it's it still, holds up. It's still damn, this is good. Like <laughs> God yeah. damn, damn, these songs are good. Yeah. Like, and 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 yes, you got the singing shit, but then you got. It's funny how money changes the situation. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it starts off like that on some dissing shit. Dissing Y Clef. Yo, you know what's crazy? <laughs> Yo, Clef, you don't want it, son. You don't want it. I know exactly. I'm going to start my round feet. <laughs> I, I think, you know something? I love it. And I think when I, when I interviewed Clef, I think I brought that up. And he goes, was that a diss record? My name wasn't said on it. 
It's right. like, oh, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Love to shout, love to Clef. Love to Clef. Yeah. Um, shout out to Clef. Shout they, to hopefully that'll day. happen one day. Math Hoffman versus Y Clef, man. Let's, let's get it done. Battle, battle? Yes, battle, battle. He, he battle raps? Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, Since he loves. He not. He not only loves the culture, but you'll find him trading bars with people online. Trading bars because he battle rap. Yes, really he does. Yes. yes, I would love to see that. Mm. I'm a Clef because Clef is just so uber talented. Yeah, just period, all across the board, mm-hmm. from playing instruments to. I want to tell people about a project that he's been working on that I heard, and it made me, it made me like kind of go back and be like, okay, I need to step my shit up. But it's him and another top five rapper hmm. smoking smoking what? smoking i don't know when they're gonna drop it i don't even know if people know that they're working on it but he let me hear a couple joints and when i say crazy crazy hmm. i tell y'all off camera hmm. okay. love it Shout out to Clef, yeah, man. And Shout out to Clef. Keep your head up, Prize. Yeah. I know he's about to go Bro, through some, some fucked up shit. Yeah. Did, did, did Prize say, did I see a quote from him saying he found out about the concert? The concert, yeah. The tour the online. The tour online, yeah. Like nobody called him. He had to find out that they were going online. He's got to go through some shit. Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's well, going through some shit. Yeah. He's facing, what, decades possibly? Yeah. 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 I like interviewed John Forte him too. Well, many John, like John Forte. I interviewed him twice. I interviewed him when he was talking about the Obama, uh, you know, giving money to the Obama campaign, which ultimately was one of the things he got convicted for. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think our interview was used in it, but it was like, this was common knowledge, like, you know, that he mm-hmm. gave to the Obama campaign. The crazy part the- about that shit was that it seemed like he could have gotten out of it if he had just given back all the money they asked for. But I think he was trying to keep the money, which triggered a superseding federal indictment, which is mm-hmm. how he got hemmed up. Because wow. at first it was just a state case, and it seemed like he was able to walk away. But in the interview I did with him, he said his main thing was reaching a billion dollars, and how nothing could be more important. He we we got more into not the technique of getting to it, but like the discipline it takes to become a billionaire. Yeah, yeah. You have to stop all the other little shit and he talked yeah. about like a woman he had wanted to be with really really bad and she finally <clears throat> pulled up and they were like just about to get into it and the phone call the phone call came through and it came through from the guy the only guy who has that number to that phone and he stopped everything and was like yeah they did they, they're all the romance so lights came on he stopped everything put his yeah. clothes on took the call like that kind of discipline. I was like, is it worth it? And he was yeah. like, that's... It's worth, that, that, well, Ma- Magic that's Johnson, it. Magic Johnson said some, some really ill shit. He said, when you get to a certain level, the time and effort it takes for a million dollar deal and a hundred million dollar deal is the same. So when it comes to prioritizing your time, you have to ignore the million dollar deals and just focus on the hundred million dollar oh, deals. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to take you the same amount of time to mm-hmm. close both those deals. Right. So when people are offering you a million dollars and they're wondering why you're not calling them back because you're working on the hundred million dollars. Mm. And Magic Johnson is like a, a billionaire these days, so yeah. he knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There it is. And yeah. even he still talks about the one he missed with Nike. That Nike yeah, he was in the Nike stock. 
But he made up for it by buying the Dodgers, and he has. I mean, yeah, you know, something like found his way around that little side purchase. Yeah, I'll make up for it. No problem. I mean, all while being HIV positive. Which we tend to forget. Like, Everyone forgets. Just how long has it been since he? I remember him oh announcing that, that he had it. 91, 92? He was on the Arsenio Hall show when he yeah. announced that. I remember, I'll never forget that clip. He's not, not he announced it in the West name, but then he did the Arsenio Hall show, and that's when I saw that he had it. You want to hear some little shit? This part's actually not out yet because we had a we had to take this down. So, because of just a timing issue. So I interviewed Albert Hughes of the Hughes Brothers. Mm-hmm. He has a new series um, called The Continental. It's a John Wick kind of spinoff. I saw that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not out yet. So the guy who owns the hotel, young girl. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. So it's a two. He did like he directed like two out of three of those of the of the episodes. But what I didn't know because I interviewed Alan Hughes, but Alan was kind of in a hurry. He had a meeting with Dr. Dre after our interview, so we kind of had to sort of rush through it. But with Albert, he was like, "I'm here. You got all the time in the world, right?" So he's like. We're talking, we're talking, and he's what I didn't know was that they were rolling with Easy E for a while. Mm. Them and Easy were like super close. In fact, yeah. Easy was supposed to be O Dog in Menace Society, right. mm-hmm. wow. mm. and Ren was supposed to be someone else. And, wow. and, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it was going to be a. Yeah. So they were super close to Easy, right? And they were like Easy would just pick him up every day and just roll around. You know, give him some money, whatever. What else? He's Thinking about doing movies, he's, you know, whatever else. Right. And they were saying this one time, they were hanging out with Easy. He just didn't look right. He looked kind of a little thin, sickly, whatever. And he said that his brother looked at him and said, Easy, do you ever think that you might have AIDS? And Easy looked at him and said, ah, he like didn't say nothing. And this was like at least a year before it was announced. Mm. Wow. Which basically made him think that Easy knew he had it for a long okay. time, and you know until he finally ended up because everyone was like, he found out he had it, and two weeks later he's dead, and you know should yeah, injected him, and rah, yeah, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, yeah. They kind of debunked that a little bit. They said, "Yo, he you, literally said it to him in the car out of the blue," and Easy was just kind of like, "You know what's interesting about that, Vlad? Mm-hmm. If y'all remember, and I always thought about this." On the Dre song that's dissing easy, which was way before his death, they say HIV has it. Yeah, I, I asked Daz about that. It was yeah, Daz, Daz like, doing the clip, yeah. and he just sort of was like, Where did that come from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was way before. Yeah. Well, that, that was, mm. that, but that was a, I hate to say this, that was a popular diss thing just, to say to someone. You got AIDS. Yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. that on yeah. that. No, no, nah, no. Nah, nah, ODB. <laughs> You get shot up with old dirty insulin. You're bound to catch AIDS or something. I ain't saying I got it. Motherfucker, if I got it, you got it. What? That was clear. HIV have it. Yeah, nah, that that was that was a that was an insult. That was a diss back then. It's like calling somebody broke. You know, you know who ODB got a style from? I was I was I think who who told me this? I think um from Wu Tang, um, the, the light skin dude from Wu Tang. You got you got yeah, I think yeah. it was you got. Because I was like, yo, because ODB is just the illest. He has a style all his own. No one ever styled him. He's like, nah, nah. ODB got a style from Biz Marquis. Mm. <laughs> Biz Marquis, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't that's know. what he said. I don't know because Q Tip 
told us a story about battling ODB in high school, huh. and he was rapping like that. But so is Biz Marquis. Yeah, Biz Marquis is already that, out. That doesn't negate it, but mm. you can o- see you can see the similarities. ODB, you can was, see it. You can o- see. I'm that. not saying he rapped. He tried to emulate ODB. I mean, uh, emulate Biz Marquis. But when right. you see the kind of crazy off the wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the, yeah, that's the kind of but, shit. But, but, but Bismarcky is like uh, dropping the bucket to what where ODB was, took it. Yeah. You think what I'm saying? Like, ODB. Did, 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 well, did ODB ever have a song as big as uh, Just a Friend? I would say no. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably not because Just a Friend's been one, it's been reused so many times. Like, mm-hmm. Mario redid it. I, I got a song and that's the hook. You, <laughs> right, right, right. you got what I need. Yeah. Like, Brooklyn like, Zoo would be his closest. Which was a good song. The closest he ever got. But, but he did call himself Old Dirty Bastard and the reason was there was no father to his style. Right. That's yeah. what he, that's, so. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you could, you could. Uh, I'm going to take it from the man not, himself. Nah. Like, Somebody way, told if you watched the Wu Tang Saga thing, and they, I think it, in the last season, remember when they showed each particular. I, I, I didn't watch last season. You never yeah, watched it. I didn't watch last season. But it shows it had, they have a whole episode about Old Dirty Bastard, mm. and it's 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 kind of weird how they like go back in time, and it's like emulating some seventies exploitation shit, mm. and saying and, and RZA basically projecting how RZA, I mean um, ODB always looked at the Dolomites, Superfly. Yeah. All of that stuff, and then he used Richard Pryor's um, antics on stage. I can see that, yeah, very much so. Like he, he took pieces that. from different from different, different things that came up around him yeah. to to make his style. Yeah. Shout out to Fred Williamson, who I just interviewed. Interviews out. Y'all know who this is? Yeah. Fred the Hammer Williamson, yes. who played in Super Bowl one. Yep. One. <laughs> it wasn't even called the Super Bowl. Then. Took your shit, Black. Took it was your called shit. the NFL AFL Championship game. Had to retroactively be called Super Bowl One. Right. Mm. Black Caesar, three the hard way. Yeah. Who's eighty five years old? Who looks great? Mm. Talks great. Totally lucid, sharp. Yeah. We should all be so lucky to be like. What's, 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 what's the secret? I know. You I asked him this. Yeah. He said, "I don't give a fuck." <laughs> I just don't give a fuck. I mean, cause I, cause I, cause I, remember I, I asked him, it's I was just hard. like, I need to try that. It's really, it's not that hard. You just have to, <laughs> just don't hard give a fuck. No, 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 no. It's kind of hard. With chill, I, I can't. Stra- you, you, you're almost there, man. I almost there. You're almost there. Oh, yeah, that, that parking lot situation. <laughs> whoop! I was almost there. I was yeah. almost there. Said, I can't I speak for having children, but nine times out of ten, you just got, my father used to, my pops used to say, picture me. Living my life based around the thoughts and actions of people who wouldn't be at my funeral if I died tomorrow. Uh, mm. uh, I like that. Love it. He would say, he would I, like that. Boss, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like he that. Just, and then working at the Source magazine, and you see the letters that come in from people who just terrible, saying awful shit about people they've never met, never, never had met. any access to. Maybe they met him once on a bad day. And you just remember that, yo, misery really does love company. Yeah. yeah. And if you're running around caring about these people who don't really care about you, you just you go crazy. That point in time, whatever moment you have with <clears throat> that person in the street where y'all about to come to blows, you just got to remember that after this moment, life is just going to go on. They're yeah, going to go their way. You're going to, even if you get locked up for it, eventually 
you're gonna forget about it. Like I, it all just goes away. So what are you people, really stressing over? The 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 one consistent in everything that you've ever been through, whether it was the worst moments of your life, whatever it is, the one consistent is that you'll get past it. Do the math. Only focus. Only focus on things you can control. Which ain't which is all all an inside job. Yeah. Which is right. why, which is why, not stressing about things is so important. It it starts. People people call me indifferent, and they come up with all these names for it. But I'm really just I'm I can't focus on. I don't know what you're gonna do, and I can't stop you from doing right. that. I can't stop you from what you're gonna say. I can't control how you're gonna feel. I can't be responsible for what you say. I can't be responsible for how you feel. I can't be responsible for what you do. All of that is up to you. I can only control what I'm doing. So when you ask me why I don't read the comment section, I didn't ask you that. No, yeah, nobody asked. Nobody, <laughs> no, asked you. No, no, you, you 100%, nobody said that. You 100 percent. You 100 percent. He's bringing it back. Your monologue. You 100 percent have gotten. Yo, Mecca. Yo, Mecca. You monologue like the bad guys on Batman. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you like, Alfred. That's Alfred right there. Right there. No, you ain't talking <laughs> about me running no. speeches. Wait a no, minute. First of all. Chassis just fucked up my ending. I just, I had the perfect ending. She hasn't said shit this whole time. And then she starts talking right after the I'm perfect ending. Chair. I just crushed it. <laughs> True. I'm new the one the consistent. Chair. Boom. And she's like, yeah, nah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm new in the chair. Stay focused on that. What? <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't saying to control only the things you can control. I didn't know you had an ending. Okay, that was it though. You gotta, you gotta master the timing. If you're gonna be in the chair, you gotta master the timing. When you hear something like that, it's like, mm, the ending. There it is. Wow. Got it. Leave it up to Mecca. Well, which I don't understand because the episodes that I'm not here are shorter than regular episodes. Actually, drives me nuts. Like Mecca, you can't stop talking when I'm here. <laughs> like, how does this even happen? Hold up. Wait a minute. I want to bring it back. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's how get out of this. Okay, that, I, man. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's happened a few times. Hold on, a lot of times. I want to bring. How we gonna how we gonna get out of this, Batman? <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Thank you, folks. That's all I need. I'm I'm quiet. Is <laughs> it? That was it. What? Heal up, wheel up, bring it back. <laughs> oh, he's quoting me. He's quoting me this whole time. He's quoting me. Such a terrible <laughs> impersonation of me. I couldn't so tell. So terrible. That he was talking about it. it. Except for you. You the only motherfucker that didn't get it. No, because you, you. All right, all right. You're glad. I don't know. You'll, you'll get to have this much fun <laughs> with your cat, with your, your other co uh, uh, interviewers, but I do. So. Um, there'll be a moment where it, we'll be like, we'll have a guest, like, say it's like, say we got the RZA in the seat, right? And I'll be like, yeah, so how did Wu-Tang start? And he'll start to answer that and be like, yeah. And then Mecca be like, yeah, but your last movie was, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> how we get there? We, the time we can't talk here, about the last man. movie yet. We shot, you shout know out man? to Gap. <laughs> Shut the gap. What inspired you? What inspired the movie? <laughs> what inspired you to wake come up? Oh, come morning, on. He ain't even here. Don't <laughs> Gat. Gat, Gat is at the Taylor, Taylor family reunion figuring out what inspires everyone in this family. <laughs> I love you, Gat. I love you. We miss you, man. We miss you. you know, I, I just want to say this, man. Like, a lot of times, this 
thing that we do, interview people, create content, it looks easy. Yeah. You're just talking to people. What's the big deal? Anyone could do that, right? But to create a piece of content in real time, sitting down with a person you've never met before in your life, who you have no rapport with, and you have to create this incredible story in an hour, an hour and a half without any redos. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Knowing that they have to leave soon. Right. And you have to plan and create this and talk a person through a story and create this tale that's going to live for years and years. It's much harder than it sounds like. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a very, it's a, it's not even something you can learn. It's like a trade. It's yeah. like, you know, working on leather or making shoes or something like that. You get better year after year after doing right. it. You know, and that's mm. why you see a lot of these, these podcasts have problems getting off the ground because the people don't know how to navigate an interview. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm. you're talking about this, how, you know, you're creating a flow. So it's almost goes 30 years in the future. It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> difficult to do, you right. know, especially with multiple people as well. Right. You know what I mean? And this is what I always stress over. And this is why, you know, I spend so much time researching and looking at other interviews and creating the storyline and creating these arcs and, and everything else like that. And talking to people, calling up people that they may know to get some inside stories that no one else knows. Right. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. And, and it's, it's not hard. I mean, it's not easy, man. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. You know, this is why there's only, there's very few podcasts. There's probably a million podcasts in the world right now. Right? More. Yeah. More. Yeah. More. 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 You know? Because you always hear, two people have a good conversation, be like, we should start a podcast. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. and then you get two or three episodes in and you give up. And then they give you up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we've had a lot of podcasts that ultimately didn't work out for whatever reason. Right. Uh, but, you know, when you when you get it right and you get that right person and that right magic and you ask those right questions and they, and they start to go off in their own directions and it's like, yo, like we, we got something here. You know? We got yeah. something here. We, just we want to add that. Just want to add that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the closer. That's the closer right there. Yeah. That's the closer. No, sometimes the, the, the thing is, though. <laughs> we love you. It's a chair. Well, have a great night tonight. <laughs> Sleep well, be safe. Peace and gladity. Was that the closer for real? <laughs> That was. Yes. I mean, that was the last yeah. word. Yeah. Thank you. That was the mic drop moment. This is hot book. Trap trapper turns smack rapper. Only smack rapper that you know is smack rappers. Got bars I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star, I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends leave earth you heard. Got your baby mama thirst you heard. Feel the flow, nigga, throw it in reverse. This the way you need to serve.